Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, you're listening to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. It's the world's number one podcast all about guitars. This week, we've got me, we've got Jay Cross, and we have special guest Dan Grace. That's right. And that even means we get Dan Grace on the Patreon exclusive episodes of the podcast as well. Don't forget, if you tire of just listening to an hour of us a week, there's a whole load on our Patreon. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds and check it out. Yes! And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast, the world's number one guitar podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Jay Cross. Back once again with the Renegade Master. And Dan Grace. Hello there. Hello there, oh, hello Dan there. Grace. That's right, we've got a slightly <laughs> different uh, lineup tonight because Matt Matt's away. I don't know what Matt's doing. He's always away. He's, just wor- he's working away. He's He is a workaholic. He is um, yeah. these days. So. Unlike you, who is uh, oh, alcoholic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really like people called Al. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm just a big fan of them. Yeah. Al, uh, Al Vin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. Al Lynn Partridge. Alan Partridge, yeah. Ow. Jay knows a loads. No, I don't know any. This I is don't really know anything about it. No. So, Dan, so I mean, for uh, regular listeners, uh, Dan, of course, will be uh, familiar uh, through both his voice, hearing him talk, and through people hearing us talk about him. But, Dan... Do you, you talk about me? You listen to podcasts every week. You know that we talk about you. Yeah, you yeah, talk, of course. How often do you talk about me? Oh, I mean, probably... We, we do mention you. Yeah, quite like, regularly. Often. Friend of the podcast, Dan Grace. Is what friend you're, of the... Excellent. What you're, what you're known as. I would I, consider myself a friend. Recently the on the Guitar Nerds uh, Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds forum, um, uh, I asked people who they thought their top five uh, Guitar Nerds were. Or insinuated something around that, anyway, and uh, and 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 Dan Grace was a very popular name to come up as uh, as the as the as the most popular. Who nerd. was the least popular? Was it me? I can imagine it's me. No, I think it was me. But okay, uh, yeah. no, 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 I mean, that's the real answer. I was kind of just being polite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're a pretty popular guy, you know. You try going to a trade show with Jay Cross. Impossible. Oh, yeah. You can't terrible. get anywhere. Well, he knows everyone. Everyone wants to talk to him. Yeah. Try going down Angmering High Street with Joe Branton. I mean, it's just I old ladies climbing all over him. <laughs> Do you know, I was, um, I, I put it up on the Guitar Nerds Instagram, but um, I, you know, the, the other day I was in, because now I'm working from home. I'm like, you know, I'm working all the time. Working, I'm in a room. Quotes, yeah. I'm in a room surrounded by guitars on my computer doing guitar things. It's just like every everything is guitars. And I was like, you know what? Well, guitars and booze. But I was like, you know what? I need a break. So I went for a walk. I went for a walk, the 15 minute walk to the nearest shop. Um, in the Angmering Square, the town centre, where it has a pub, a hairdresser's and a, and a small shop. And, of course, uh, a little antique store. And I walked past the antique store, and what did it have? A 59 Les Paul. <laughs> <laughs> really? A 59 Les Paul? <laughs> no, it was, just, it was just like a giant coffee table thing in the shape of a guitar. 
in the window. It was like the main thing in the window. And I was like, I can't get away from this. How often do you go for a walk when you're working from home? Oh, never, never. Really? But I have got the exercise bike out now and I do intend to use it. Uh, set a table up with your laptop <laughs> and you're just cycling See, along because, conference calling because mark just like never leaves his house when he doesn't have to he just he just doesn't leave his house and I, well mark really go, likes not leaving his I'd house i'd go stir crazy honestly i mean i i but find just, it difficult I'm gonna have to stop you there for go a second on. because i have a perfect example of this of just this weekend yes um where mark packham i've called him and said do you want to go out for a beer and the furthest I could get him away from his house was the album, which is <laughs> okay, so for listeners, which is around yeah, that a, is a five minute walk. It might be if, a fi- if, maybe if five that. minutes. Actually, I would say that is a seven minute walk. Okay, six and a half. Yeah, five. six and a half minute walk. Well, a couple of weeks ago, uh, he called me. On, he texted me on Friday, Friday afternoon, and said, "I'm not doing anything tonight. Do you fancy going to the pub?" And I was like, "Wow, that's not very." Oh my goodness, not very Mark. He did that to me that night, well, and so, I turned him down. So he, yeah, absolutely. So I said, "Oh, that sounds good. Should we see if anyone else is about?" He went, "Yeah, great, sounds good." And I said, "Just bear in mind, I I'm going for a run when I get home, and then like I'll be done by probably eight thirty, so I can be in town by nine. And he went, "Yeah, sounds good, sounds good." I get home from my run at eight fifteen. Text him, say, "Right, I'm just jumping in the shower, and I can be there at nine. Text back saying, "Yeah, I'm kind of." I've kind of already settled, actually. Oh, but li- already I'm, settled. I think I'm already settled. You can come around here if you he, want. I was like, nah, you're right, mate. He 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 messaged me as well, sort of asking if I want to go out for a drink. And uh, and and listener, know that that has never happened in the. How long have we been doing this? Five years, six Five years, years, whatever. I mean, it 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 happened because Five, I told him to. Right. Because I was like, years. right, I'm going, I'm going for a run. I was like, text Joe. My 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 reply back to him was just like. Was was literally, are you quitting again? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, did, I genuinely assumed, I was like, oh, he he obviously yeah he oh he's packing guitar nerds in again. Great, yeah. No no no, it was it was me trying to crowbar some uh, socialising out of the two fellas <laughs> who I know who spend uh, twenty three and a half hours a day inside. Yeah yeah. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you for the uh, the but considerate only Mark thought. covered in cats. <laughs> I know, <laughs> completely covered. He does. He does love cats. But Dan, it's wonderful to have you back on the uh, on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Have Have we? And I think we have. Now that I've sort of half asked this question, have half we, asked it. Have, <laughs> have we? Have we had you back on the podcast since you've been a Fender lad? Yes, I think we have. Well, I like think once. last time I was here, I was yeah, 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 yeah I was yeah. working with Fender. Yeah. Oh yes, I think so. I think so because you podcasted here before, haven't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Because it was like, I think it was sometime last year, was it? it sounds about yeah, right. Yeah, because occasionally when I we think do, we talked about like I think we talked about like guitars and stuff. Something yeah. had come we out. We probably the problem is the problem that we made is we probably. Uh, on this free podcast, spoke about Fender guitars because you work at Fender, and therefore that that did possibly cause a little bit of a, a problem with some some of the the listeners. Unfortunately, it's a specialist subject of mine. You know what can I say? But anyway, but you are you are Mister um, Squire now for yes, uh, for Fender. I am indeed. In fact, last time we spoke about contemporary series. Oh yeah, yeah it was. It was right. just after Nam, we wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Contemporary series was cool, but. For me, it wasn't especially something I was interested in, even though they they were you know perfectly cool. Fender Squire have since then released a load of stuff that I am incredibly interested in, and we 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 obviously we have covered it on the podcast. But it would be it would be great to go over some of those bits kind of again because there's been some wicked stuff for me on the bass front. We spoke about it a bit before we started podcasting, but the the new classic vibe sixties precision bases in sunburst and in white that's rosewood board p bases with torque guards uh it's actually laurel fingerboards. oh yes indian laurel so talk to me about indian laurel this is the new thing the first time i saw it was on the bullet the bullet telecaster yep which i thought was which is kind of it's is that a smart move like when if you're going to move on to a new wood and then the first time you sh- show it to people it's on the cheapest model it's going to give people the wrong idea of that wood in fact the f- but- i think the first ones that moved to the new wood were vintage modified oh really classic vibe yeah yeah so those were the first ones to go but the the difference is so so slim of course it is you you to look at they look exactly the same yeah and i think uh the thing I think a lot of shops 
weren't happy with was the fact you have to change a part number. <laughs> but, but, that's, but that's literally it. They look exactly the same, and there's no difference when you play them. Yeah. Um, the grain's usually pretty tight on them. And for guitars that are so cheap, it kind of looks yeah, kind of looks bang on. Well, I guess, you know, Fender have moved away from Rosewood com- entire anyway now that it's... Uh, now that it's Pal Ferro on the on the player series, there's still some still some guitars with rows of boards though. Like you look at like American Original stuff like that. The more the more pricey stuff, you still get rows of boards. But yeah, on Squire, it's it's nearly all gone now. It's really, just a couple of the contemporaries are Rosewood still, and that's really it. and that's it. Okay, cool. So Indian Laurel boards on the P bases, and of course an upgrade to the base six, which I was most excited about. Yep. Because um, the the classic the uh, vintage modified basics was always always great, but the bridge was always a point of contention. Bit wobbly, bit wobbly. But now, in fact, all of the offsets, so like Jaguars, Jazzmasters, Space Sixes, all have proper Mustang bridges on now. So like the number one thing that everybody everyone, changes. Yeah, everyone retrofits those. Just do it straight up, and it, it makes That's a lot of so sense. So good. Um, considering you know my considering I'm upgrade. in charge of considering I'm in charge of parts. I'm really not very happy about this because you've totally decimated the Mustang bridge market. Oh my goodness, no I one's bet buying you. Mustang bridges. <laughs> I bet this actually happens though. It has, yeah. <laughs> There's something we didn't think of here. <laughs> my favourite upgrade, which is a little bit more niche, um, which, uh, Joe Brandon, you might be into. Right. It's sort of five string 70s jazz bass. Okay. <laughs> That's an oxymoron. So. <laughs> What, the, when did the when did five strings come out? I then? mean, they weren't popularized in the seventies, even if they were out then. Surely, I mean, I think they were, they were, and they had uh, they had block inlays, right, that were larger than on the four strings. What? So they took up more of the upper and lower parts. So they, so the the fret markers, the block inlays, right. were just wider in proportion to oh, the size of the you know the larger fretboard, right? Um, but the Vintage modified models from before, the five strings, just had the same inlays. Oh, well, that's... But now they are slightly larger. I love that attention to detail on an actual Squire model. That's, that's, that's you know... Extreme that's... geekery. It's... <laughs> but it's the way it's got to be. They're, you know, they're not designed to be like like-for-like versions of the old guitars. Sure. But they're like, you know, it's a vibe. It's supposed to be just on the same kind of vein. So we can do things that are like a little bit wild, like extra colours that no one did in the past and stuff yeah. like that. But still you you can have, you know, nine and a half inch radius instead of Is is that the deal so classic classic like vibe are in a similar way to the American original now. They're doing that blend up, which yep. seems to be very popular, the blend up of you know It makes sense. It they just feel better. I'm that that's probably gonna divide opinion. But you know, I bought a custom shop telly and that's nine and a half inch radius because oh. it just it feels so much easier to play and the guitar makes a ton more sense to me yeah it's the guitar that you play all the time you know you i'm not too fussed about it being exactly the same spec as the old vintage model sure. i want something that's really playable and yeah. something that i can you know take out and do shows with but the classic vibes are kind of halfway so they have nine and a half inch radius fingerboards like c-shaped necks so they're really nice to play and really easier to hold but you get narrow tall frets so you still get that kind of vintage sound that's to them cool. as well yeah i'm into that so what so I, I have to admit to only really focusing on the uh the classic the the classified bases just because i was so excited about the p bass and the um and the bass six mm-hmm. but uh what, what did we see come out on the guitar side of things which is obviously so what our listeners actually care about it's a lot of the old vintage modified guitars that have basically been rejigged so you look at uh 70s strats in walnut you know some really nice cool looking finishes on there right upgraded finishes changed headstock decals and stuff like that so they look a bit more like the real deal basically right so it's, it's attention to detail exactly yeah and um you know, new Jaguars, new Jazz Masters. The Jags have block inlays now and uh, edge bound on the necks. Oh, it's that's just great. It's the subtleties that make all the difference. You know, you look at a guitar that's like extremely good for the money, basically. Well, that's right. I mean, I guess across the board, we're still looking at instruments that on the whole are less than 450 quid. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Which is, uh, which, is a, which is a great price for something that's kind of getting on for, you know, almost being sort of certainly looks wise uh, vintage correct instrument bang on very exactly. cool and uh and so when it comes to finishes and colors everything stayed quite standard yep for the moment um 
you know, the, uh, I for guess the moment. for the moment, for it the would moment. be it would be interesting to see if Square are going to expand because it feels like Square have gone from having lots of stuff that was kind of a bit mixed match, like tons of different ranges and a little bit of doubling up of instruments. For, it's certainly between vintage, modified, and classic vibe. There was a muddy line between yeah. those two. I think it's it was a thought that vintage modified would have guitars that were all classic specs but had little changes in them you know so you'd have different color pickards different you know different finishes stuff like that different fingerboard radiuses and radii 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 yeah more than one. um but now it's more just suggesting that can all fit in one series so it just has to be one yeah one series that makes a lot more sense. So is 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 vintage modified going yeah. then? Right. Oh, really? Right. Yeah. So so it would just be classic. It did seem strange because like even the names are kind of the same thing, yeah. aren't they? Vintage modified means like a vintage thing that's not really that vintage, and classic vibe means like a classic thing that's well, not modern that thing that's quite... kind of classic. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the modern twinges with the yeah. fingerboards and stuff like that. It just it just makes sense to have it all in one place. Makes tons more sense. Yeah, absolutely. So, um uh, th- uh this week, this week on the uh on the Guitar Nerds Facebook group, I dropped um a teaser video for uh uh for the new Guitar Nerds YouTube channel. But it's not new. I have to say, Joe, yes. <clears throat> the music I thought was annoyingly catchy. <laughs> you just going <laughs> And but I have to be honest, it's is so much better than that bloody widdly widdly music that you've got at the front of the actual podcast. That is our podcast music. It's not good. Yeah. I don't like it. Well, maybe maybe when we reach the end of this series, what are you, we'll what are your have thoughts, a Dan? As a regular well, podcast listener. Well, I think that the mixture of <laughs> apple juice and water that you drank on screen looked like it tasted really good. <laughs> that was real. That was genuine. That was, that was a straight up whiskey and gin. Whiskey and gin. That's absolutely disgusting. Ginsky. It's That's a, so completely horrible. completely legitimate. Is that what you drink at home? No, not all the time. Just just, just on regularly. days ended why. <laughs> <laughs> See, either or on their own. Uh what gin? What? You can't drink gin by itself. Yeah, you yes, you can. can. I drink oh, gin lovely. by itself. What are you talking about? Who puts tonic in a gin? I mean, literally, you me are and drinking Dan one right now. now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Fine. <laughs> so my girlfriend's group of friends have uh, a thing where, when it's their birthdays, they make the person whose birthday it is drink loads of shots of gin, and then oh. they met me, and they realised that. I love gin on its own. <laughs> really? You drink it by itself? Yeah. yeah you just loads of ice, a squeezed lime, sometimes. Cucumber. Yeah, it's great. It's wow. Really nice. Okay. I really I like drink slow gin by itself, but never. Oh, you can drink a normal gin. Mm. I'm actually really into that Roku gin, that Japanese gin that I was drinking in that uh, in, right. the, in that video. I get through that by the bottle. Yeah, so I tend to just buy good. the cheapest. This is um, Sainsbury's own brand oh, gin. Oh dear, oh. that's that's <laughs> that is not good enough. Anyway, uh, you we can also we put it in your car. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, we, we I put that video out just as a little teaser because we are about. But seriously, to... that should be the podcast music, right? <laughs> I agree. Guitar. I 100 percent agree. There's no guitars in it. Guitar I don't care. <laughs> There's guitars in the content. Right. Listen, okay, people. Yeah. By the time they get to the, by the time people get to the All end right, of fine. the intro music, everyone's like, "Oh bloody hell! I don't need to listen." Okay, to okay, listeners, listeners, here we go. Here we go. You can you can decide this. Go on to the on to the Facebook group um, after you hear this episode and let us know. Do you want the current um, shred tastic? Um, very tight and quite expensive to purchase audio uh, uh, intro music that we that we have at the moment. Or would you prefer um, the uh, the the other one, which is also excellent, uh, with uh, with me delivering the vocal performance of a lifetime? Um, I also I I really liked the old podcast music no because which it is, wasn't which ours is just, it wasn't which ours is just, which Marcus is royalty got it for free, free. <laughs> royalty free and so it kept showing up in, in other places <laughs> and people kept commenting in the group like oh, i was listening to this podcast about food music. this week and it was 
Yeah. <laughs> the intro music was guitar there. Yeah, we we on? actually own the the other one, the shred, the shred jingle. That's it's too called. much. It's too much. Wow. You know well, the, um... it's too much. Like none of us play like that though. That's the thing that I think whenever I listen to. <laughs> well, it, this like... is the thing. I'm I'm Which thinking very rarely, I'm thinking add. about new listeners with with that shred music. I want people to hear that and Joe, be like, the thing you need to remember is there like aren't guitar. any listeners. <laughs> like there aren't any. Yes, yes, yes. I know. Anyway, um, so listeners, t- let us know. Like. Let us know what you want. We should we should actually have that. We should maybe I mean, consider. I'm that, amazed that, that you haven't done yes, that. Uh, that is true. Anyway, so the uh, so the YouTube is is coming up next week. We've got a, we've got a load of videos coming out. So we're doing top five uh, weirdest guitars of the '90s. Um, you know, which sort of take your guess. They're obviously going to in, include some absolute grunge uh, super guitars. SG. No, no. And uh, and then we're how doing how many pickups? One. Excellent. So weird. And then we're doing uh, we're doing a load of like histories of in uh, in five minutes. So there'll be uh, there'll be SG. a few, a few how few many pickups? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, seriously, we we have actually <laughs> one. We have had a we've had a load of stuff in the uh, um, centres this week. So it's time for our mailbag. That's right. It's the mailbag section. Dan, you're going to be unsure about what just happened. I paused for the jingle, which I which I later I later uh, edit in. Um, Jay, I thought you uh, I thought you had like a, a little mini aneurysm. A little. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not quite. Anyway, so uh, this uh, this week um, we had a uh, at Gitana's HQ, which is my house uh garage uh, <laughs> that's yeah. not true yeah gitano's hq is actually jay's house according that's to right. our, yeah, yeah. according that to our right. accountant yeah. but um the the uh yes this we my, my garage is where we do everything else but um we had a, a visit from matt orem from uh from fidelity guitars he came down and uh dropped off um six um incredible fidelity instruments um for us to mess around with uh, for a little while until he's got a guitar show next week so he's going to come and pick them up but he spent the day and I got to I got to ask him all about um all about the guitars and kind of I think whilst we've always really liked fidelity guitars and of course we did have one I think 2 years ago on gear of the year he yeah, he double said, stand no uh, what was the one that we had I think the one we had was the double standard double yes standard, yeah. um yeah um, um why did you not tell me what when we had it 2 yeah. years ago yeah, I, I I really like you you were uh, very into these, so so I think we we should talk through the range. So, well, yeah, what what was cool? You know, obviously we have got these guitars. I've but- got sat down. I don't know about you, but um, I'm really glad that you know the fact that we we've, we've got access to these guitars for one week. Uh, Joe has brought them all here for us to have a look at, uh, yeah, and able, really to, able to share the fact that we've got these guitars available to check out, I have, and not just you know left them at home by himself in his, in his cold garage. Photos. <laughs> Thank you for sending me photos. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, you know, I I think even it was two years ago that we had that that last one. And to be honest, every time I've seen Fidelity guitars since it's been at a guitar show. And, you know, it's great. You do what you can at a show to sort of check out a guitar, but you're never going to be able to hear it. Nothing makes me want to play guitar less than being yeah. at a guitar show. Yeah, I find it even difficult to really get an idea of a feel for an instrument because everything's quite rushed and hectic. Mm. It's not like you can sit down and really get some time with So I've got to get in early. Get in yeah, before yeah. it all opens yeah. and have a mooch around. Then that's the uh, yeah, that is the trick. The that is what trick. you that is what you've got to do. But yeah, I've really enjoyed getting to spend the time with the guitar. So we should speak through the instruments that uh, we have at the moment, and also maybe explain the range a bit because Matt's uh, well, Fidelity guitars range of guitars consist of three core models: um, the JB, the Double Standard, and the Stella Rossa. Now the JB and the double standard are really his core lines. The Stellarossa is is kind of a new model, which we have spoken about before. But the 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 double standard and the JB are quite similar in that they're both double cut style. Um, I mean, they are sixties super retro, very surfy kind of guitars. So cool looking. Yeah. How how would you describe the look 
of, of the guitars. Am I am I on the money? Sort of being like you know sixties porn shoppy, sixties kind of Italian. Yeah, that sort of Italian yeah. uh, kind of thing. So they're, they're almost Futurama esque. Yeah, very much that sort of thing. So the 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 double standard and the JB, the way they differ is firstly in scale length. One's the the double standard is Fender scale length, and the JB is uh, Gibson scale length. Um, but also you get um, a slightly asymmetrical second horn on the on the double standard. It's slightly more recess now one of the big things that that matt has about his guitars is he's big into like he wants all, all his guitars are relicked which and, and the the job he does of relicking is does he not second do to none like nos he wouldn't do i'm sure one. he would yeah because it's a complete custom shop you order everything from scratch like a starting price of 1800 pounds for these which is amazing he i mean he was saying to me he was like look i just i'd never spend four grand on a guitar i don't think that's an appropriate price for one so he keeps his custom shop prices incredibly low and they look like the type of guitars that you need to play yeah they're proper player guitars rather than something you stick on a stand no absolutely absolutely he's very much very sort of you know he's he's very rough with with the instruments to be honest even when he like none of them are precious they're guitars they're a tool and they're designed to be treated that way which which i respect massively and completely agree with but um it's more fun that way i agree around a bit but but the way he he describes it and i think he says it in all his like little catchphrases and stuff on his website is the idea is they're supposed to look look very retro but play as a very modern instrument so you know it's like on on all of these guitars they have a contoured heel um, but he's managed to make the contoured heel look retro. It's not like a weird, curvy, sloped thing. It's still quite a sharp line, but it still makes sure you have maximum access to um, to your high end. And um, and then the the necks, like the woods on the necks, he does like a baked maple, um, and he does like uh, the... Uh, is, is it Wenge? I, I can't remember the word. Wenge. Wenge, yeah. Um, but, but it's... Uh, so there's... Amber tint nitrocellulose on the maple, and a one was it one piece torrified maple with a zebra wood skunk stripe. Oh, yeah, I mean they look, they just look like real nice bits of wood. Well, the, the necks I actually think generally look quite modern. Um, like anyway, sort of the, the you know they're they're kind of slightly different from the rest of the the body in that they tend not to be, it, it, with the exception of the of the maple one, the necks aren't relict. The necks are kind of just their their own kind of you know sort of modern looking thing. But do you know what though? In terms of like buying a relic guitar, I kind of find that the neck is the most important part to have a little uh, loosened up. If right. you know what I mean. I think half the thing about buying a relic guitar is you stick it on and it feels like it's ready to go well, straight out of see, the box. See, Joe's going to disagree with you here because he really likes heavy lacquer on a uh, well, on a neck. It's not just that I like heavy lacquer on a neck. It's that um, whenever I play an actual real old guitar, they still have heavy lacquer. Like, guitar necks don't age the way Fender Custom Shop age necks. Sure, sure, Unless sure. people do that manually. Yeah, much easier to play though, isn't it? I I, I, I no. No, no, heavy lacquer is, is better. So Mine's still lacquered on the back, though. Mine's still got lacquer on all over the neck. Right. Yeah, yeah. But it's just... Just you, a little worn in. It's just that feeling of it, it being played in, right. basically, rather than being just, you know, straight out of the box and requiring a little bit of elbow grease, a little... You know, you need to do a few rehearsals before it's... <laughs> It's right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these are like an oil finish as well. So they're any anyway. They've got that kind of. Uh, they've got that natural. You can see that on the bodies. Like the the finish looks so thin. Yeah, they're all nitro, um, which I think is such a cool thing. Yes. Yeah. If anything, you'd want one that's as you know, as on the non-relic side of relic as possible. I think because if you're going to play it, and as this guitar's intended as a proper player <laughs> guitars, as a proper player's guitar. If you pick that up and do a few shows on it, it's basically going to have no finish left. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. Or is that, is that just no, me? I think that might just be That's you, just mate. me. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah, rip yeah. guitars to shreds. I mean, he actually he has two signature models out there, man. We have both of those signature models over there. So, so that's um, public... Public bro- service broadcasting. Public ser- not public image limited. That's John Lydon's band. Public service broadcasting and the horrors. Yeah. So yeah. Jay Will Goose Esquire from Public Service Broadcasting um, has a very nice... He has a double standard with a really nice 
like I don't know, Walnut or Wenge neck. I can't remember which wood it is for for the neck and board on those, but like gorgeous dark neck, lovely sort of warm black finish. But he's gone for like a pair of P nineties, um, which isn't something that kind of appears elsewhere in the in the fidelity range. Although of course you know they, they can come with anything. And then Josh interesting, Hayward, interesting that he goes with the double standard because he used to play telly before he right. has been playing this yeah so he's gone for that longer scale length yeah yeah feels a bit more like maybe he just feels a bit more at home with one yeah i think so um matt was saying that he has for public service broadcasting they use so many different tunings um that he's kind of like for their live stuff he's a real like guitar or song guy and and all of his guitars have to be able to do all his guitars have to be able to do like a multitude of of things so i guess making it kind of in line you know he's he's only got the the one fidelity like yeah, he, yeah probably yeah, everything yeah, yeah. else he's playing is a telly so he needs it to sort of roughly line up with that sort of model but the one i really liked was the josh hayward um the the horrors signature model um which is the only one that comes out, out of the guitars that we've got it's the only one that comes with a relict um maple like lacquered maple board and neck and it looks absolutely lovely um the 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 wear on the on the neck itself and um also, d- does it have a sloth on the neck plate uh yeah i think that looks like it's got a yeah it's yeah i think that's his 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 logo yeah there you go but it's um but i i, I really like that the the red uh, of the finish was the uh the red of uh josh's lipstick um, All right, because he wears a particular type of lipstick, so Matt had to go out and find that lipstick and then try and color match it in a nitro paint for the <laughs> uh, for the finish of the guitar, which I think is wicked. But um, it's a great guitar. I can't remember what the two pickups are. I think it's one of the uh, the foil uh, single gold coils, foil. gold foil single yeah. coils, uh, Monty single coils in the in the neck, and then um, the mini humbucker in the bridge. But um, yeah, for me, I loved the JB. I thought the those gold foil single coils were so articulate. And admittedly, you can have that in any guitar. But we have a a particular blue. I'm going to post pictures of these all on the on the Facebook group and all over our Instagram and everything, listeners. So you can have a look at the models that we've got. But there's a a lovely like um, sort of Daphne blue JB with a scratch plate that goes across both horns, and it's got two of those gold foil single coils and the trem. Oh, it's just absolutely. Absolutely wonderful. Lovely guitars. Um and the bass. We've got the bass as well. There is a there is a bass in the lineup, the Thundermaker bass. That's a great name. It's a solid name, isn't it? Which is in the style of the JB guitar, so a sort of um a double cut Les Paul sort of sort of thing in sunburst with a gold kind of it's it's acrylic but like a gold anodized style looking plate. And uh, and a pair of pickups that Matt made based on the pickups in his old Rickenbacker 4001. Oh, right. Okay. Um, so it's very much got that sort of sound, like really, really aggressive. Um, and yeah, they're really cool. Really, I I, I was really into these. I, I like thought the everything 4001 about only had, was only one pickup, or is that the 4000? 4000 yeah, was okay. only 4, one pickup. Yeah, 4001 is the same as 4003. Oh, okay. Um, What's the difference? I don't know. I don't know. Actually, stereo inputs maybe. Not sure. On four thousand one. On the three. Three's got yeah. stereo yeah, inputs. Yeah, stereo inputs. Maybe it's that's two the difference. Outputs. Two outputs. outputs. On the yeah, side. Two, so, two jacks. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's that's probably it. Um, and the I mean, that bass looks really really cool. Yeah, it's really great, isn't it? And he's he's making some more at the moment. He's making a short scale version. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah, I was I was I was more into that. I think this sort of style is more fitting of a short scale yeah kind of yeah, setup yeah, yeah. just because everything's so retro about them. And just because of the sort of small size of the of the body, it was a little neck heavy. Um which, you know, is not going to is not going to bug everyone, but I think like the short scaleness will certainly rectify that. And because I think Matt always wants access you know because playability is so key so you you know it's like you you can easily access every single fret on this guitar it means the neck sits so far out of the body that um it, there was a little bit too much distance for me i was reaching a bit too far for the for the low end but on a short scale i'll be absolutely well into that the stellarosa is probably the weirdest and most interesting one we spoke about it recently because there was a shell pink one at the birmingham guitar show but um and that we we've posted it on the group and i think it had like 
a slightly mixed response because I think because there's so much metal work going on there. Yeah. So there are those are they come fitted with three P90 pickups, but rehoused in this sort of uh, they're, they're these Monty's P90s that come in this weird sort of black and chrome finish, and then they have this um, these weird pickup rings that that Matt's designed himself that are quite large, and then you've got the um, you know you've got the large trem system on there as well. So yeah, there there really is a lot of metal going on there. And I mean, I think it looks great. I just, there's, there's, and I said this in the group, it, it's just, there's just a bit too much going on. I think the shape is amazing. And I think the I color the is shape. amazing, but I, if it was a hardtail with a single P90, I think that'd be absolute winner. Yeah. Absolute winner. Have but, you, you, know, have you lifted up one of the Stellarosas? They're heavy. They're heavy. Yeah. Weighed, a, weighed a lot because of the amount of metal. Yeah, there was a, a weight to it. But I have to say the body shape, like just to sit with, I found very, very comfortable. That's also Gibson scale length, that one. Um, it looks so. great. It looks it looks really great. There's just, yeah, as I say, there's just a bit too much going on. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but it's cool that he's doing some real different stuff, you know, not playing it safe, making some big strides, doing something really different. Well, this it's is, really cool. This is something I was talking to him about when he was down here. Like you think, and, and you know, Listeners who are who are states based, uh, um, I guess, aren't going to see this as much. But certainly, I think the UK custom shop um, for guitars is is quite specific and a little stagnated. It's a little, it's very very Fender custom shop copy, like direct copy, yeah, or, yeah. orientated or Gibson copy, exactly. Yeah. And, and if it's not one of those two things, then it's like a ridiculous sort of sported. Yeah. Um, sort of very, very curved. Like those, those people that take ergonomics to the nth degree. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. one of those two two things it tends to be. And that's really what dominates it. And it's fine. There's places for both of that. I very much like both of those guitars in their own way. But for me, and there are certainly companies in America doing this, this sort of pawn shop made modern style guitar. But I was like, man, I can't think of another UK builder no, trying no, to no. do this. And I think... And I think that's a, it's that doing kind of pawn shoppy stuff can be a bit dangerous because inherently i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. guitars like this are meant to look a bit weird and they're meant to look yeah. a bit like a bit bad you know and not quite finished a and i think 60s what they thought the future was exactly yeah like. yeah no that's exactly yeah. it though and I, and i think it's so easy to get wrong if you do stray 100%. from stray from the path you know yeah. and uh, but the 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 fidelity stuff is quality it's really cool yeah i'll be honest a big part of these smaller brands guitars that that I find difficult to get on with, but in this case, I absolutely get on with it. It's the shape of the headstock. Yeah, totally. I should not love matter. the fidelity headstock. It's wicked. Isn't I think it? it's fantastic. Yeah, I think it's great. No, I'm, no, you're but, you're completely right. Though. But it's it's so it's so difficult to find that. Yeah, you know, 
Um, I'm a big fan of the logo so actually as well, the wrong. block lettering and everything. I, I really like it, but the headstock is. I think super the reverse cool. of the headstock, you know, stamping handcrafted in Cambridge, yeah, yeah. UK, in yeah. massive letters on the back is great. <laughs> it's such a bold move. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's great. They're they're fantastic, and I love that. Like, I love that they're always three mil thick scratch plates on these. There's another little touch, like big, thick, single ply, three mil like acrylic plates, and he does all sorts of colours. Like, you know, you can get that. That tigery Gibson acoustic style. I don't really know what you call that plate. Like old. Uh, it's like shell. a it's all leopard print almost, yeah, isn't it? And yeah. some of them. Oh, um, God, it I has a that. name and I've completely forgotten it. Ah, oh well, oh well. But yes, but anyway, so that was that was uh, Fidelity Guitars. Did did you have a, a favourite from the uh, from the range, Dan? Uh double standards, hundred percent. Yeah. I'd play one of them. Yeah, they are they are super cool. I think the double what the the double standards that we had with the horrors no sorry the uh, yeah the uh, public service broadcasting signature and we had one in um, Burgundy Mist which Ooh, was which, which was, is hardtail yeah it was a hardtail yeah. Burgundy Mist um, with a pair of the mini humbuckers on there which I was think I'd go hardtail but I'd want Olympic white hint hardtail. hint what pickups would you have <laughs> would you just have one. Uh, Oh, it's difficult. Yes, I just have one. Just one. What mini bucker in the bridge? Yeah, definitely. Very cool. Not a gold foil single coil. No, no, no. I think it just it's something like that. I think I'd have to have something that's a little bit different, or like a like a a P ninety. Yeah, probably a P ninety. Maybe one of the rehouse P nineties. They are they are super super cool guitars. I was really really impressed with them. I was I was kind of I was there asking Matt like questions all all day and trying to think about all the things that I would try and talk about in the podcast. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like there's loads that I've forgotten that I've missed out. So I might, I might even go a bit more in depth on some of the fidelity uh, range in like a, in like a Patreon special at some point in the future or something. But um, I really like these guitars. They're very cool. And I think when you're looking at a UK custom shop starting at 1800 pounds, I think that is pretty good. Now we also uh, this week in the mail bag uh, received uh, from across uh, across the pond. We got the new Fuzz Rocious Knobjorn, which uh, which we all got to try out uh, try out today because I, I brought it I brought it round to Jay's. One of the one of the coolest weirdest looking pedals. It is weird, isn't it? Massive. Well, I mean, there's a big knob on the middle of it's, it. Yeah, massive knob. And um, of course, I was learning the origins of the word jorn. As well, which is a very it's yeah. So John is like a Philadelphia term, Philly that, only term. Yeah, like even like, the rest of America don't know what it means. Even like our well, I think people know what it means, but like it is a very very Philadelphia saying. Right. It just means like it's just the it just means like thing or yeah. like that. Yeah, it's just like a very abstract term for oh yeah you know give me that John or like. You know, oh yeah, that John over there, yeah, yeah, pass that over here, or oh yeah, I, like songs are, oh yeah, great John, like it's, it can mean basically anything, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, that's that's pretty. pretty I know weird. this obviously as a expert in Philadelphia. You are, you are Philly law. The yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, the resident expert. Yeah, that's, America uh, expert. Uh, yeah, Jacobs. America expert. That's me. Yeah. yeah. So the uh, so uh, Dan, remind me the the knob John. It's uh, it's quite complicated. It's all about digital octaves going up and down. Yep. So there is a. I'm too far away from the mic. Apparently, look at that. <laughs> the inner workings of the guitar nerds. Um. So you can have a really dirty monophonic octave up, and then there is, and that's analog. And then there is a digital octave up and down in it as well. And the knob blends between the two. Yeah. So we, we had a little go on it earlier. And that that analogue sound really is filthy. Yeah, it's very filthy. The whole the whole thing I was finding is quite um uh is is quite ring moddy. Like I know it's described as something completely different, but I'd certainly use this pedal in the same in the same way that you would use a ring mod. Like, you'd never use it, like... How, how is that? Well, you'd use it for sort of, like, weird, like, 8-bit eight, <laughs> eight sort of synthy sounds. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. But, but... Um, In every pop studio. But, you know, when, when I hear... Yeah, of course. When I hear, hear analogue down, I was, I'm, I'm thinking, like, Boss OC2. Um, yeah. And it's very, very much not that. There is nothing organic about this pedal. In a very positive way, this is a really... Um, 
uh, a really it's not like subtle. stuttery. It's definitely not I mean, subtle. There is a blend, so you can blend in the control, but it's a really, uh, really dead sound, like really heavily gated, very, very eight bit sound. So the it's like a more controllable ring mod. The the uh, description that Dan was reading to me whilst I was making dinner. And yes. you were playing on the guitar, yes. Um, because I'm the Cinderella in this story. You are. Uh, is that um, it's the one of the only or the only uh, f- the active uh, sorry on the market digital and analog that has both. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of anything else. It's interesting because you do normally go one way or the other. So it's uh, it's, it's amazing th- to fit both of those things in a box that small. Yeah, really. totally. There's probably a lot going on in there. Um, I really like the second well, unlatched I, I don't know about foot that, switch actually, because I mean a lot of a lot of oct- I mean there's not a huge amount to an analog octave I think a is circuit there? board yeah, well I mean well, there'll be a circuit there's, board there's, as well. there's enough that Boss can't seem to get one right but right, uh, okay. <laughs> good job he's not here it's good job he's not here <laughs> <laughs> he hung up <laughs> um, but uh, he's on holiday isn't he. On some beach somewhere. Yeah, definitely, yeah. He's got his boss Reading. making his, his boss 20%. swimming trunks on. Yeah, yeah. Which is, <laughs> which reckon he's going to go out on his boss trunks. Oh yeah, he's going to go. T R T R two the tremolo two tremolo trunks. He's going to go out on his Terra Echo bodyboard. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Boogie board. The thing is, we're laughing here, but that is what's happening. Oh yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, he's definitely got a metal zone towel. Absolutely. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. Compressor. I, I want sun lotion. a metal zone towel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get up nice and early, go downstairs, you know, put my uh, put towel, t- metal on zone the, uh, towel on the, the uh, sun lounger. Yeah, yeah. What else could you have? Beach, beach wise. Boss don't make the most of their merchandise, do they? How is how long has Matt worked for Boss? And we three years, and we still don't have. Four years? He practically now, runs Boss now. Fantastic stuff like the mice for the computer, yeah. the but USB sticks that yeah. are about ages ago. But we want the BED one. The bed covers. The bed bed covers. Yeah. Honestly. I wonder if I could get that past my missus. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm pretty sure they'd only be made in a single bed. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, that's uh, uh, Jay, sad we, but true. I only have a single yeah, bed. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, the jo- the knob drawn uh, by Fuzz Rocious, of course, like, of course, it's Fuzz Rocious, so of course it's ridiculous. Of course it's a very, very specific pedal. I love that it's totally weird. I love ring mods anyway, so this is a, just a wonderful, really gated ring mod with just, I think, some more usable controls than you would expect from for that sort of um for that sort of 8-bit sound it's it's super cool i think definitely in line for um one of the weirdest pedals released so far this year um but yeah uh, a, a super cool pedal um and very quickly we <laughs> we also got sent a box of ernie ball stuff oh yeah like what um gaffer tape some Ernie Ball gaffer tape. Some Ernie Ball gaffer tape. Fantastic. It's probably the best thing ever to be branded by a company. What colour so, is it? Well, it's just gaffer tape colour. That's the best brown. bit. No, uh, no. Silver. Uh, no, silver. Well, duct tape. Yeah, but they call it gaff tape. Right, okay. I don't know well, if that's an American duct, no, thing. No, duct is, a, is the brand. Right. Wasn't uh, duct black and gaffer was silver? No, gaffer is... Is gaffer silver? I don't know. Well, it is in this case gaff tape. The Ernie Ball gaff tape is silver. Um, so, I, f- funnily enough, just this week at work, I was saying we, we you know what we Fender really, don't do. We should really do some gaff tape. We should really do some Fender tape. And I was like, I'm going to get some done. And then I, we we have it. We have it for taping up boxes. We just don't sell it. Oh. Like, we absolutely should sell it. Just flog it. Just nick it from dispatch and uh, fine. flog yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stick up an eBay. One yeah. roll. What, what, you Good know, what, what that with me? Four quid? Quality. <laughs> what great use of time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was... Seriously, like, gaffer tape is one of the greatest inventions ever. Yeah. For musicians. It's, you know, you could tape your guitar back together. You could tape your amp back together. You could tape your body back together. You can tape uh, Joe Branton's mouth shut when he's like, keeps yeah. going on about boring stuff. Yeah. You can. Like time signatures. Have you and got any on you? Yeah. I once went to see um, uh, one of my favourite punk rock bands, McCluskey, play. Um, and their bass player came out wearing only um, duct tape. Quality. He was just completely wrapped in duct tape, and he uh, uh, he played the whole set um, 
on his 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 playing his bass with a carving knife. He's just like he was fretting properly and then just hitting the bass with a carving knife. That sounds like at the beginning of an episode of Casualty. Yeah, I mean, he left the band shortly after, well, uh, but yes, <laughs> the band disbanded and then became Future of the Left instead. But you know, yes, that's a that fantastic was band. A fantastic band, but yes, it was uh, it was it was quite a sight. It was quite scary. But uh, but yeah, interesting guitar setup from Future of the Left as well. What? Uh, lots of the first album is is he plays an old, like really old, knackered. Yamaha SG thing. That's right. But with... Uh, Falco is his name. Yeah, with only four strings on it. Yeah. So the outer two and the centre two and then the gaps in between. What? Yeah. yeah. Completely mad. He has... He has a, is he only playing octaves or something? Pretty much. Not, yeah, yeah, more or less. More or less. It's pretty a very, much. Yeah. So, um, so actually, they his whole thing is for every single Future Left uh, record, he comes up with a new tuning and stringing option and often they do include the removal of you know one or, or more strings and so you know he he has and he has a guitar for each each, each record yeah so Weird. you know you know what song you're gonna get uh depending on what he's picking up so he has oh, like there you a go. first album he's Here got we a baritone go. he's got he's got loads of it's, it's great a fantastic oh, he's bringing out the telly <laughs> album one yeah yes i haven't uh, seen him play that guitar since 2005 and you realise he's uh, reused the tuning on the new record. Outrageous! Oh no, he will lose <laughs> lose all his fans when he uh, when he does that. Although uh, actually, that 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 particular uh, tuning he uh, he is reusing on a solo project of his called Christian Fitness, uh, which he released on Bandcamp only for free um, last year. And it essentially sounds like the first record, but uh, but it's very very good. Anyway, um, we should dive headfirst into some news. So, first up on the news, Jay Cross, talk to me, speaking about punk rock bands, talk to me about, and also it's, it was, you know, that Irish day a few days ago, so uh, talk to me about Irish, Go American, on, punk rock signature models. Yep, uh, what's the band? The, the Dropkick McGregors. Yes, the <laughs> Dropkick McGregors, well done. Uh, so, Duesenberg have released, uh, as part of their Alliance series... Um, a signature bass and guitar for um, the Dropkick Murphys. Dropkick Murphys, obviously, seminal. The Drop Deuce Murphys. Drop Deuce Murphys. That's what they could have called them. Deucenberg. Oh, I see. Yes, they. I suppose they could have done that. Thanks. <laughs> so, just, such, we'll yeah, just, yeah, do, we'll just yeah, do this again. Fine, just, fine. I can. I can. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, the Alliance series uh, from Duesenberg is a, uh, I guess it's it's kind of s- signature guitars, but they, uh, th- I mean, yeah, it's just what they call their signature guitars. What I, th- I find quite interesting about this is that it, it's, because it's a series, there's both a guitar and a bass. It isn't, you know, named after one member of the the band right which i think is quite a good way to go about it when i mean name the bass player from the dropkick murphys yeah of course exactly. exactly yeah you know so i mean obviously i know it's ken casey but that's uh you know that's that's just me i suppose uh but um yeah left-handed uh left-handed bass player so this is available in left and right-handed right. which is really good um but yeah it looks cool looks cool it is kind of a um uh, F hole. It looks double like cutaway double three cutaway. three five. I guess, it's, well, I guess it's like a three three nine. Um, the guitar anyway, kind of that sort of size. Very weird burst on it. It's kind of I can't, I don't know if, what they've called it, but it is. Oh, here you go. Colors and variations. What is it? Uh, they. It's kind of a. It's like a. It's, it's like called. a sparkle turquoise to black. Now this is something... Catalina green burst. Of course, okay. it was right there on the tip of my tongue. But that is something that Duesenberg have used before. It's like a, it's not a specific color for uh, for the Dropkick Murphys. That is, is it? just a, a color that they do some guitars in. But yeah, it's it's, a, it's lovely. Yeah, really good. And the uh, the bass looks great. The bass has got kind of a floating uh, floating tailpiece. Um, and yeah, it looks looks fantastic. That color is amazing. Like, I'm not a huge green fan in general, but this is a really lovely sparkle. 
Um, so yeah, really, really cool looking guitars. We don't often talk about Duesenberg on the podcast, and I've got a lot of time for that company because what what they do in a similar way to I guess what we were talking about Fidelity is they take classic looking instruments and then they remove all those things that make classic looking instruments rubbish to play. And one thing that Duesenberg do really well is they make hollow bodied instruments accessible for people who want to use drive pedals um so they do like even on on the bass front they actually do a um like a hofner style instrument but it has a massive center block um and it's it, the the body of it is very thick anyway so it's almost only only hollow really for for aesthetics and and actually sounds they put a decent like big proper bridge on it the pickups whilst they look classic are way more precision based sounding and it's essentially like a a hofner violin bass that sounds like a p bass so it's 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 a great idea you're getting something right. you know it's and it's that i think that's the we were listening to the sound samples of the uh um, of the bass earlier and it's yeah it's 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 certainly a very modern sounding instrument despite being a big hollow body thing that's something that's so necessary though i think you get those old vintage you know viola basses stuff like that all those older cool vintage looking instruments that look fantastic you stand up on stage and you look the part and then you play them and they just fall apart yeah in your hands but you um you know it's it's something that's needed i think there is definitely room for people to make stuff like this. I keep almost buying an like old 60s Hofner president bases and Mark Packham keeps talking me out of them. Don't they, do it. They they go for they go for like less than a thousand pounds for a nineteen sixties instrument, like an old Hofner, like big hollow body. But the the fact is I'm not going to be able to play anything, and I'm not going to be able to use any drive pedals. I probably can't even turn my amp up and and like use. They that. just they absolutely squeal at you when yeah. you crank them up, but they're not designed for that, you know. No, of course. If you're playing, you know, acoustic stuff, or you're jamming quietly, or you're playing, you know, some pretty low key sort of country stuff, you'd be fine. But doing the sort of stuff, you know, doing turbo progressive nut job music like you love. <laughs> you know, you're not going to be able to crank it up at all. No. Also, is Tim going to be up for playing that upside down? Yeah, 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 exactly. Almost definitely. Uh, um, not. So, uh, speaking of, I think we've talked about this before, but speaking of uh, the Hofner and President series, yeah. Um, the Hofner President is, and I've, I'm piecing together two sources here, but right. I'm. Uh, there, there is an argument that suggests that right. the Hoffman president was maybe, and I'm probably going to get people yelling at me now, but the Hoffman president was maybe the first Beatles bass. No, oh. electric. Because it was electric bass in the UK. Oh, really? And possibly there was a '50s and a '60s one with a so different the, pickup spec. Possibly the first person to own a electric bass in the uk right. was Chaz hodges from Chaz and dave all right and that's bought, the end of the podcast bought, thanks very much everyone who bought, <laughs> he, who bought a hofner president in 1959 oh that's outrageous he, that's he, really one, cool one if that la- is true one of his last tweets one of his last tweets was a picture of the hofner, hofner president really? saying yeah bought, bought this in 1959 still use it bloody lovely <laughs> bloody lovely it's so oh, good he, um, he absolute legend absolute legend yeah, amazing. What what a hero. Um, Dan I take Grace. It, I take it back. They're still going. Those old basses, still yeah. going. <laughs> Chaz Hodges still knows how to play them. Dan, Dan Grace, talk to me about the fact that Dan Electro have released an, an absolutely gorgeous new guitar. Mate, 64S and 64XT, they look absolutely fantastic. They sound here, when an A-list artist called and asked us to make this guitar, how could we say, no way, Jose... We think that's a guy called Ray Kennedy. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> uh, but we don't really know. But, I mean, I think it is. I think it is. Who but knows? anyway, it's real cool, 60s looking, kind of, well, basically like a Stratocaster setup, really. Uh, three singles, volume, two-tone, kind of a Strat-style input jack and a reverse headstock. They look pretty cool. The one I really, really like is the, the XT, though. But like, wait, wait! But what makes the Strat different is the is the body shape. Oh, of course, because you've got like a Mosrite style yeah, body. It's shape It's a Mosrite body on a Strat guitar with a reverse headstock. For me, that makes this absolutely the coolest thing. Pretty damn cool. Yeah. Um, though you know the XT is the same shape, 
same kind of Mosrite shape. Uh, but you've got like the three on a side Dan Electro headstock, like you get on the um, the 59s and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, lipstick and humbucker. Uh, looks absolutely fantastic. Big single coil in the neck. Looks just like a P90, basically. Yeah. Uh, and a Wilkinson Trem on there. Now, I must admit, I mean, they look absolutely fantastic. I'm still a sucker for 59s. Oh, for for DC fifty nine. Yeah. A DC fifty nine is an absolutely banging instrument. I've been trying to find. So the DC fifty nine uh, body shape was released as the short horn bass, and they made it as a fifteen fret um, instrument. Really? Yeah, fifteen fret instrument in the sixties. Essentially, um, that version of the neck profile came from because they released it as a double neck that was half guitar and half bass, and the bass side of it they made fifteen frets, so that the mm. so that it was the the same the same length same length as the yeah. guitar, um, and they just released that as a sort of on its own separately. But they they come up very rarely, and they go for you know a couple of grand, and they just look so so cool. And I've been looking out for one, and one came up on Reverb. Like a couple of weeks ago, but you know the 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 reverb listing was just a bit shonky. There were no strings on it, and you know when when if you're selling something, you haven't even bothered to yeah. restring. Well, it's like, I mean, it's, it's it's like what's what's gone wrong there? What's what are you yeah. what are you hiding? Yeah, you know, you're gonna put a set of strings on there, and it's the neck's gonna. And it kept, the price kept you. going down because it had obviously been there for some time. Yeah. It was like up at like £750. I'm like, man, these go for like nearly two grand if they're mint. But they're original strings. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got original strings, mate? Yeah, yeah, original strings. Um, just to continue on the Dan Electro thing there, um, there's actually a new stock 59 as well. Right, yeah. Um, which uh, looks like it's got lacquer finish. Really? Yeah. That's, uh, that's very... Oh, because, of course, it's a stock 59. The whole idea with the stock, the idea of the stock series, which is a new thing that Dan Electro are rolling out across the board, is that they are... They're actually accurate. They're year correct to their originals. Right. Rather than being, you know, sort of, rather than all the modern changes and sort of cheapening of the guitars that's happened over the over the years. These are these are actually, yeah, how they were originally built. These oh my do Lord. look fantastic. Oh, my Lord. There's some NOS flake finish ones as well with adjustable bridges, which just look... Who wants an adjustable bridge? Well, you only adjust it once, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there are. That's great. That oh, that's so very nice. They do do... Silver yes, sparkle, do do. Uh, gold, yes. metal flake sparkle. I mean, yeah, that, oh. looks, that looks really, really quite nice. What an absolute fantastic time. Very much liking the, the rich blue sparkle Dan Electro. They, these ones, because they're sort of like the originals, listener, they come with a um, they come with the Dan Electro D on the uh, on the scratch plate as well as the logo on the headstock, which is uh, which is super duper cool. Very very cool guitars. Luxurious. Yes, they are yeah. very luxurious indeed. Now we actually have quite a bit more news, including um, some a relatively major announcement. But Jay Cross, we're out of time. Well, that's fine. We'll just talk about them next week. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about the rest of the the news next week, which will include some very exciting things from uh, from Jay Cross's uh, area of expertise at at um, Fender. Um, but for now, yes, we will be uh, we'll be continuing over on the uh, uh, on the Patreon uh, version of the podcast where from as little as one dollar a month you can support the podcast one dollar a month gets you the regular episode ad free and early five dollars a month gets you the patreon episode and uh hall of fame mini series as well and ten dollars a month makes you one of our executive producers and gets your name read out in one breath by me now dan uh, normally, I'm given some backing music. I'm trying uh, to think of no, something. Here. No, you, you just you know what you're gonna do. What you're gonna you're gonna sing the guitar nerds theme. Oh, that's a good idea. Underneath, <clears throat> we've got new uh, we've got new ten tiers this week actually. So this is gonna be extra hard for me. New ten tiers. New people in the ten dollar tier. Right. Okay. So here we go. You ready? <clears throat> Who's gonna do what then? Um, I guess. I'll say guitar nerds, and, I'll and say guitar you nerds. can say guitar nerds as well, and okay. we just make sure that 
don't be too close. Yeah, to the give mic. us some distance from the mic yeah. so oh, that we're going because we need yeah production. Yeah, value. well, you're you're my backing singers, and people need to hear their names. They're literally okay. paying ten dollars a month I'll tell you for what, this. Joe, I, what we yes. should do yeah, is you stay mm-hmm. here and yeah. read the voices out. Okay. And me and Dan the voices. Will, I'll read the voices. Read the names out. And Dan and I will go somewhere else, and a hundred percent, we'll definitely come back. Thanks, man. Is that right? That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. If you can just let yourself <laughs> out when you're done, go All to the right. pub. Here we go. Yeah. See ya. I'm off. Okay. Wait. You ready? Yep. So I'll go in four four, and you go in four three. Three four. John Anglin, Adam Royce, Chris, Jake Cutmore, Robert Cousins, Rob Cool, Scott Hamilton, Tucker Abaddon, Ernie Cooper, Ross Edwards, Nate Nagel, Stephen Hedge, Ross Clark, Matt Roberts, Dave Lee, MB James Baker, Juan Coria, Aaron Sherman, Blake Wyland, Andrew Goody, Jamie Kemp, Jake Gray, Matt Bellamy, Martin Cliff, Scott Kennedy, Christopher Lonson, Hans Arms, Robin Smith, Derek Ritz, Chris Connors, Rob Novick, Duncan Watson, Ed Bradley, Steve Michael, DJ Marcos, Michael McRae, Carlos Mancha, Andy McKenzie, Brad Pace, Blair Tom, Scott O'Brien, Laurie Upsis, Paul Corrigan, Will Clare, Moo Garvitz, Phil Thompson, Adrian Day, Ken Sayers, Matthew King, Stuart Tate, Scott Gaines, Sean Abbao, Christopher Wolfman, Kapatsan! See, you've had loads of breath left. I know, I don't know, I don't know what happened. Practice. Do you know what? I had to run up uh, some stairs the other day, and I think the exercise is <laughs> meant that you know I. Uh, you don't live in a bungalow, do you? No, no, but you know I, I get people He's to bring me stuff. Let him no. he stays <laughs> he sleeps, in the garage he now. He sleeps in the garage. Anyway, we're going to be. Uh, He's, got, He's got a camp bed in the garage. <laughs> Anyway, that is it for us this week. So uh, we'll catch you over on the Patreon episode. Farewell. Maybe we will. Maybe not. Farewell. Bye. See you later. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.